0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The Edmonton Oilers getting pounded 8-1 in Vancouver. They're all pumped up up there. They should be. That said, the Canucks have missed the playoffs seven of the last eight years. they got some great offensive players lit the Oilers up in the power play to separate in the game and had some puck luck, but they earned their luck as well. Just before we went to break, we did Oilers game day trivia as we don't have a show tomorrow. For Pro-Am Sports, the 11 by 14 framed uh, photo of Andy Moke Bill Ranford, and Grant Fury entered to win a draw for that. Our question was, I gave a couple hints. A uh, fourth-line center, Eastern Conference team, right shot, bigger body, played in the Western Hockey League with the Calgary Hitmen, and son of an NHLer, Brendan Escott, was with us. Correct answer? He said he couldn't skate. Mark Kastelik he's kind of proving them wrong I'd
1: like to see him in an Oilers jersey. oh man somebody. would he be
0: awesome so, eh?
1: yeah uh Jameson knew that one today
0: good nice work Jameson that was not an easy trivia question so you entered to win the draw for uh fro- and pro and pro in sports yeah Castle and he's he's legitimately tough like he's he's got to be 230 pounds at six foot three so um uh, always kind of liked him as well and uh, you know who le- you know who loves him loves him is DJ Smith absolutely loves them. George LaRock is coming up. Uh, we remind you that you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement, bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. I did want to get to one just before uh, we go to George. I, and I Hmm... Count on Stauffer to, to take a story about Connor Bedard's first game in the NHL and make a story about him calling a game in 1937. Okay, I just want to establish I didn't do a game in 1937. That was Brian Hall. But fair comment. Uh, you know, there's there's nothing more self-indulgent on a continuous basis than that. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Uh, Moss, he says, Bob, Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner both had the same goals against average and save percentage. Unfortunately, the players didn't show up collectively as a team. Uh, where did I? I had one that was second-guessing the team toughness, which is kind of a theme here. Uh, again, you can text us seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, you referenced uh, grade five; those were the glory days, uh, wouldn't you say? Yes, they were definitely glory days. Okay, I'm struggling to find it right now, but it's totally one hundred percent right up George LaRock's alley. And basically, the texter says, "Hey, I'm concerned about the lack of physical toughness in." The Edmonton orders lineup and uh, Stan Sam says the orders have missed clean coston. It's already been noticeable. Uh, yeah. There we go. That's fair. Troy says Bob, 100% the Oilers' 8-1 loss is an issue. They looked poor in the preseason, and the new defensive structure will cause issues. Combine that with Vancouver, Seattle, and Calgary all being better. uh, This playoff spot is going to be harder to earn than last year. Love the Oilers, but I think we may be stepping back not a lot, but enough to get the fans riled up. That one comes to us from Troy. Well, Seattle's 0-2 out of the break. I mean, Seattle shot their lights out last season. You know, Seattle had five games where they scored eight or more goals that's crazy when you think about it I mean the the sh- the shooting percentage what do you think I had the crack and missing the playoffs this year Brendan so do
1: I and frankly I think they scored that much last year in part because they had to because they weren't getting any goaltending so there's that to factor in as well I'm not sure that we stand to see a tremendous increase in the quality of goaltending in Seattle's Nat although uh, we'll see what uh, a healthy Philip Br- uh, Grubauer can provide
0: all right uh, let's get to it George LaRock is going to join us uh, full disclosure we have to pre-tape George is actually in town he's going to be at an event tomorrow George's appearances in Oilers now are part of the Oilers throwback special for Conlin Motorsports. They'll help you get out there. Visit one of Conlin Motorsports' four locations across Alberta and online at ConlonMotorsports.ca as we hook up with Big George. Well, George, uh, you know, 8-1 loss to start the season. I know you love the Edmonton Oilers. That was a tough one to watch, wasn't it?
2: It was tough. It was tough. I did not expect. for the first game of the season, and I surely didn't expect that the goaltending problem was going to be a conversation. Yeah, it
0: was, George, it was absolutely uh, a surprise. Now, here's the thing, George. I thought there were so many holes on the ice, and Vancouver was finding them. They won all the puck battles. I I don't know if you can get a fair gauge of the goaltending, only in the sense that the team collectively was that bad in front of them.
2: Yeah, but you remember, and, and Bob, this is the thing that people have to understand, okay? When a goalie lets in a bad goal, you take the energy out of the room, out of the, like out of the bench, and, and it's tough because you, there's a history with goaltending with this team. So when they're letting a bad goal, in their mind, it's like, where we go again? It's really hard to play after that. It's like It's not that they're giving up, but the energy is not the same. It's one. It's a close game, and your goalie keeps you in there, right? Yeah. And too many times it happened that a few bad goals took the energy, breath out of the guys, and and that's why it, you know it's a tough position to play and understand it. And you know they'll make a man you know at home in front of their fans. I have no doubt about it. But and, and let's say that you know Campbell had a bad one, you know to start. I was surprised that. He was picked as a starter. Maybe, you know, they thought in training camp he did, you know, excellent. he did better.
0: He was really good in yeah, training camp.
2: Yep. But but again, unfortunately, training camp doesn't count, right? So it counts now, and hopefully the bad one he had. But he, he owe us so many games, Bob, that, uh, you know, I hope he picks it up.
0: <laughs> We're joined right now by George LaRock on the Oilers throwback feature. It is presented by Conlon Motorsports. So, George, uh, not a lot of positives. I gotta ask you this: there were some guys in town talking about the Oilers' lack of discipline in the third period. It's a five-one game. I got no problem with Leon and Connor getting a little frustrated, getting some shots in. That's okay once in a while. To me, it shows some passion. Uh,
2: what about you? What did you think of that? Boy, it's showing that you're you're frustrating of losing? Show some emotion. You're not a team that's gonna accept losing, and then you know. Give your cheek and then get punched to the face. You know, you show some frustration and you're preparing the next game to show that you're not happy about it and then you're going to raise the level the next game. But not just that. Everyone, if your leaders are not happy, everyone sees that. No one is happy about it. And everybody brings it up the next game to make sure that they get back to the winning streak.
0: We're joined right now by George Larocque, of course, uh, Montreal-based media personality, Edmonton sporting icon, legendary Edmonton leader. George, we didn't have a fight in preseason. Uh, and I will tell you, uh, I did talk to uh, Vincent Dayarnay and he and Dakota Joshua had a discussion in the preseason about settling a score in the regular season, and they did. How did you think Vincent DeHarnay did in that scrap?
2: Okay. Vincent Darnay is good. Okay. He's good. But if I helped him out, he would be better. Uh, and I have news for you. Jack I is waiting for him. And uh, it'll be different than it was last year. George? And I don't know if you saw what. I, don't I don't remember. Know if you saw what. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. What, ahead. what Jack Eye did with Ryan Reeves? Yes. Did you see what he did to him? Yeah. My man. Do you see what he did to him? And then when they, like, Reeves wanted nothing to do with him after that. Because you're in Toronto. In Toronto, he he didn't get beat up. But he even looked bad in the fight. Reeves looked bad in the fight. He looked like he got controlled. You're in Toronto, the first game, you go again. They had many chances to go again. And they they ran into one another in the center ice. Reeves wanted nothing to do with a rematch. And now he's telling the media, oh, uh, I got jumped in. J- jumped in. Uh, you hit Goulet from behind. Arbor Jackai came in. You knew he was going to come in to protect them. Jackai is tough. Guys, they know now around the league. He has a really good technique. Now he's going to be untouchable this year. So, but, you know, Darren is good too, but he's big. But he needs, a few, he, he needs more technique to be able to, be, to crack the top five, bro.
0: All right, well, you know what? I think that uh, he'd be open to to learning from a guy like you, George, so I think we're going to watch that in the future to see if that comes to fruition. A relief for Oilers fans. Dylan Holloway might have been one of their better forwards against Vancouver. George, that line was pretty good, McLeod, Holloway, and Fogel. Those guys actually, you know, had some territorial play during the, uh, you know, they outshot the opposition when they are on the ice. I think Holloway had like a... 70% Corsi, and it's good that he didn't end up injuring his hand because he is an important player for the Evans Oilers this year, isn't he?
2: Well, yeah, everybody is. We, we hope to have a healthy team this year because everybody going to be so important. Um, and if we could have some contributions from, from other lines so we don't burn our top players all the time because if our top players play too much, you know, as you know, coming to playoff time, you know, if they drink too much energy throughout the year, you can't too much on them much production that relies just on them. You make you make yourself a team easy to play against. I hope that they're gonna split up all year long, McDavid and uh, and uh, Leon. So then you know they have two two number one lines that are really 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 good. But uh, but but again, Bob, uh, I, 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 it's so hard for me to look at all the positive because we had discussion all summer when we did the show. Me and you We're so optimistic about. Campbell, and about a goalie situation. And then 8-1. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully Saturday, it won't like, it's not going to be the case again because, Bob, I'm telling you this, if it happens again, the first game in the season, the thing is there's nothing we could do about it. If goaltending is a problem this year, there's room in the cast space to do anything. So that's why I'm crossing my fingers that we turn it around, but not just that, the goalies turn it around because I'll never be worried about the offensive power, power like house in this team, it's there. Connor's gonna have his 150 points this year, and Leon's gonna have 120 points. You know, this year we know that.
0: Do you know, George, do you know who the Oilers didn't have playing Wednesday night, and there's a chance he plays tomorrow night. The team yeah, went at Eckholm. They had the best yeah. record in the NHL after Eckholm came to the Oilers. Uh, the Oilers finished 17th in goals against last year, but they were ninth after they acquired Matthias Eckholm. He does make a big difference. Is that just because he focuses on being a two-way defenseman? He's not trying to do too much. He's a veteran player, smart guy, big man. But he is—he knows what he is. He's not trying to be something that he
2: isn't. Well, he sacrifices body and he blocks a shot. And to be honest with you, uh, with the goaltending that we have right now, we should all take uh, like uh, <laughs> like a lesson from Eckholm And we should all be blocking shot because if we're not blocking them, they're going in. So, you know, Ecom is, is a good defensive defenseman. He's a solid defense, like, and that's what we need. You know, some people would say that the others are an home away to make it to the Stanley Cup final. That's a good idea. Because defensively, if your goalie is not doing the job, you need the defenseman to give him even less quality shot to help them even more, right? When it comes on the ice, that's what he does. He limits the opponent with quality chances and stuff, and it makes a difference, and it makes the job much easier for the goalies.
0: George, what have you thought of Connor Bedard so far?
2: You know what? I predicted Connor Bedard was going to be a point a game, game guy in his first season, in his first year, and I think that's what it'll be. You know, he's living up to the hype. Um, you know, he's a smart player. He's not he's not McDavid. He'll never be a McDavid, but it's different. You know, he's kind of like a, a mixture of, you know, Crosby and McDavid. Not the speed of McDavid, but, you know, a bit of explosiveness and, you know, the, the play talent of Crosby a bit. You know, he's going to be very good.
0: He's got a great shot, man. He can really whip that puck, and he's George. He's not afraid to shoot. Everybody's so worried about being politically correct and sensitive and sharing the puck and deferring when you come in as a rookie. He's the guy, and he knows it runs through him. And we've seen
2: that he's shooting the pill every
0: chance he gets. You got to love
2: it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Caulfield, right? He's got the same snapshot as Colefield and he's a skilled player. So because of that, you have to use it. He's so good with that, and then you know, you know, you know, he wants to win. He wants to produce. And, uh, you know, he loves the game. Like I was watching the other day again, um, after practice, he stayed an hour just shooting his puck on his own. You know, he loves luck. He loves the game, and that's awesome. He wants to improve all the time, even though he's already so good. Hey, uh,
0: George, you know what? We love having you on. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers now. Enjoy your time in town, and we'll uh, see you down the road.
2: Yes, yeah, see you see, see at the game. Are you going to come see me on Saturday? I'll be, I'll be at the game. We'll, we'll see you. Okay? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be signing an autograph at the district. Hopefully I see the fans come and say hi.
0: All right. Awesome stuff, George. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Always worry when we pre-tape those interviews that we catch something that maybe isn't supposed to be for her at the end of the conversations. That's uh, George LaRock for Conlon Motorsports with the Oilers throwback feature. They'll help you get out there. Visit one of Motorsports four locations across Alberta or online at Conlon Motorsports, uh, dot See, I met Shane Conlon at our uh, client event at the uh, River Creek Resort and Casino on Saturday night that Brendan was a part of. We had a great time with that. Um, a quick couple texts of the Ashley Five Floors text line. We're going to get Brendan to chime in. Mark in St. Albert says... Hey Bob and Brendan, I'm not convinced that this new defensive structure is going to work for the oil. Already, I see us scoring way less goals in the preseason, and in the first game of the regular season, I don't think that we can win unless we are outscoring our problems. Does take some time for adjustment. There's already been a tweak in the neutral zone. The neutral zones become a little bit more aggressive, but there were holes defensively, and they capitalized on them. They worked hard, and the orders weren't going. Brendan, the floor is yours. Yeah, I think sometimes you, you
1: kind of have to get exposed a little bit to understand where the holes you need to patch are and I'd be a lot more concerned about what I've seen so far if I was unaware uh, you know other teams around the league are also trying to emulate what Vegas did they talked in Calgary about trying to emulate more of a zone defense in their own end it's not just Edmonton that looked and said holy we should probably try this out so there is something to this and clearly uh, there's going to be a continued adjustment period for a team that wasn't sound defensively last year either.
0: Some guests and Oilers Now receive gift cards to Japanese Village now open for lunch at the South and West Edmonton Mall locations. That's Edmonton South, which is on Calgary Trail. Uh, an afternoon celebration for the census. Visit Edmonton.CA This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer, Brennan Escott, Derek Scott with you. Uh, still to come, John Shannon and Reed Wilkins. 622 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. When we talk about Brentridge Ford and their President's Awards for Customer Satisfaction, their full transparency, their customer care after the purchase. That's what we talk about on a regular basis. But another big factor in the success of Brentridge Ford out in Watasquin, like any great franchise, is stability. Service manager Kevin started back in 1998. Sales manager Chris, the Flames fan, started in 99. Uncle Miltz, the rookie, he joined in 02. I can tell you from personal experience, the whole Brent Ridge Ford staff is committed to ensuring your customer experience is a positive one. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetasquin. Cars cost less in Wetasquin. John Shannon. Reed Wilkins coming up after 6:35 today into our game day lineup report projected for McGuire Financial with the right teammates on your side for your financial future. For a free financial consultation, visit McGuireFinancial.ca. All right. Uh, I think we're going to see Stuart Skinner starting goal after Jack Campbell got uh, the call in game number one. guess we'll see. I could be wrong, but I have a feeling we're going to see Stuart Skinner starting goal. Uh, I do expect Matthias Eckholm in the lineup, despite the order signing Adam Ernie today. I envision Edmonton going 11-7. and You may see the uh, Nurse-Bouchard D pairing split up. Thought we might see Eckholm and Brobert together and Nurse and Bouchard. I have a feeling you're going to end up seeing uh, Bouchard and Eckholm together, and Nurse and potentially CeCe, and then Kulak rotating with Broberg and with Vincent DeHarnay. I think they'll revert back to the top two lines, which have gone through preseason with Connor Brown and Evander Kane on the wings with Connor McDavid, and then Ryan Nugent-Hopkins along with Leon Dreisettle at center and Zach Hyman on right wing for sure. The third line, based on practice today, uh, will remain Dylan Holloway with Warren Fogle and Ryan McCloud. Those guys had real good possession metrics. By the way, you don't want to see what the course he was for Vander Kane in that game. He had a tough game. The orders had some tough things happen. It was just worked out that way. Uh, and then that will leave Janmark and Derek Ryan on the fourth line. So there you go. That is our projected game day lineup report for McGuire Financial. With the right teammates on your side for your financial future, for a free financial consultation, visit mcguire.ca. John Shannon at 635, Reed Wilkins at 647. This is Orders Now. At Leading Edge Physiotherapy, it's our goal to help you connect your issues to the right expert, the right treatment at the right time. Like those who suffered concussions might be facing the latent effect of brain fog, difficulty concentrating, or memory loss. We have cognitive rehab experts ready to help you. LeadingEdgePhysio.com.